Hello and welcome back and we are talking about jobs in our economy today so we're going to be talking about uh, automation, job quality and the economy and here to talk to me about uh, all these interesting topics is the World Prophet. So hello, how's it going? How's your day going? Hey, what's up listeners? How you doing? What's up Artega? How's it going? How are you today? I'm doing good. Um, it's a beautiful day so my energy... I know we've been working a lot together, and sure. I don't know if you've noticed that my energy is a lot better when it's a nice sunny day. I noticed that. I, yeah. s- I see the big smile on you. <laughs> yeah. So uh, last time we recorded a, a podcast earlier in the week, and it was just, it was one of those days where it was just rainy, and uh, it was just bad weather. But now it's nice outside, so I'm, I'm, I'm in a better mood. Oh, absolutely. We're going to make the best out of this topic. For our, our viewers and our listeners, anything for our listeners. I know you guys have been hitting us up in regards to jobs, careers, school, everything out there that's happening right now in our economy. Yeah, so um, where do you want to start first? I think I think the first thing we got to do is talk about how colleges can help people out for the job industry, kind of help us out find jobs. Great question, Artega. I've been working with 12 universities uh, pretty much nationwide, great universities, and some of the best universities you can even imagine. They, believe it or not, they keep posting jobs for students that have nothing to do with their career. Or what, what and, they're studying. What they're studying. I mean, I went on probably eight of these sites. These are internal sites for graduate students, for undergrads, uh, pretty much mixed up if you're, you know, graduating with a master's degree or a law degree or an undergrad degree, whatever your um, career is focused on. I went to these websites and I clicked on there to see what, what kind of jobs they're producing for our graduates and undergraduates. I seen one job. It was a dishwasher. Being a dishwasher, working three hours a day, getting paid $12 an hour. And it was really far. It was like in Bensonville. I seen another one underneath that. It was like a dog walker. I'm like, you have a master's degree or a law degree or a bachelor's degree. And it's a dog walker walking a dog one hour a day, five days a week, all the way like in Kankakee, Illinois. Then I was like, there's no way our students with graduate degrees are going to be working in these positions. Sure enough, I clicked on the third one. Say, would you like to be a part-time chef working three hours a day, twice a week, making 14 bucks an hour? And I'm like, there's no way you can make a living with the small amount of hours, a small amount of pay, no benefits. I mean, it's gonna have you're gonna it's gonna literally take seven seven jobs a week to be able to even get like 40 hours a week. Yeah, and then probably with that 40 hours, you're barely topping 25,000. Barely. Yeah. You're still considered part of the, uh, you know, being poor, part of the poverty group. Yeah, no, it's just crazy. You know, you spend all these hours and you spend all this time studying, going to class, listening to lectures, participating in class, and then the end result is there's no good quality jobs out there. Um, there's not. You don't see them anymore. Uh, there was a documentary recently. There was a graduate from Northwestern University, straight-A student law degree, Northwestern University, graduate with a law degree. He couldn't find no work. He applied, couldn't find no work. He 
is now working as a landscaper cutting lawn. That's what he's doing with probably about $200,000 in debt. I mean, that's another topic that we can talk about for another day. But I feel that, um, you know, with, with the quality of jobs out there and with the jobs that aren't paying, it's very hard to start your life. Correct. You know, um, I've had this conversation with older folks, older family members, and, and they always question, like, oh, you know, why is it so hard for, for these young kids to find jobs? Or, you know, why are they so lazy? And it's like, we're not lazy. It's just that we come out of college and start our lives with thousands of dollars in debt, something that they didn't have to deal with. You know, I, I would argue that that older generation kind of, uh, you know, for the lack of better terms, kind of screwed up. And, and now we have to kind of dig ourselves out of these holes. Um, so I think that's a real huge obstacle, too, when we're talking about just jobs, but also just the overall economy. It's just it's not working for people that want to start out. You're right. Uh, if you noticed, our parents, they had a job right out of high school. Some didn't even have a high school education or a diploma. And they were make, working in steel mills, uh, making $30, $40, $50 an hour back in the 60s and 70s, where it's, that's equivalent to $200,000, $175,000 today's money. You know, the, the mom didn't have to work. The, the other parent didn't have to work. So we had no education. You're making all this money. But those jobs have been outsourced. They're long gone. Uh, they're gone to other countries like China and India. And, you know, we only see a small percentage of industrial jobs. They say over 90% of jobs in America are service-based jobs. So all those manufacturing plants and careers are completely out of our country. Yeah, and I think a lot of things that also um, kind of influence it is automation. Um, you know, one of my favorite things is, is Amazon, and I love Amazon, but it's, 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 um, it's this quick online satisfa satisfa uh, satisfaction um, about some of the things that are produced online. So, for instance, uh, did you used to go to Blockbuster when you were younger? All the time. And get the, get the free popcorn? Yeah. <laughs> so, we go in there, get, get like two, three movies, um, you know, get your candy and your popcorn. Your Twizzlers? Yeah. You used to get like a whole movie night like set sure. there at Blockbuster. Um, I, I just I just read an article and I'm gonna hate myself because I, I forgot the statistic, but it was something along the lines of there was a hundred something like a hundred thousand uh, blockbuster employees mm -hmm. back in like uh, the early two thousands, like two thousand and three, and then um, by this time, like this year, there's only about seven thousand employees that work for Netflix. Wow. Can you can you imagine that? You know. Like, that's the issue of automation. It's like cutting our jobs. Right. Yeah, so now it's it's hard to find jobs because you lost, like, almost nine, like, uh, again, I don't want to go, you know, give a false statistics, but you lost a majority Right. Um, with automation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've always found that interesting. And, you know, Amazon, it's no fault of Amazon, but just us as society, we like things... Uh, that are quicker for us, right. quicker for us to get. I just ordered a book off Amazon. It's going to be at my house on on Saturday. Wow. That's just saying that I don't have to go out tonight 
And, and by the way, this is Wednesday and we're, we're recording this, but I don't have to go out Wednesday or Thursday or Friday out to Best Buy, Target, Walmart to buy a book or even go to like a local bookshop because I can, a bookshop because I can get it on Amazon. Right. And it's killing the, the industries. I mean, when was the last time we went to a mall? Yeah, malls are closing down. Uh, we talked about it a few weeks ago. Uh, malls, con- the stores continue to close down. I mean, people are ordering online. Everything's like on the go. I said it 15 years ago. I wrote a paper about it that uh, it's more of like your um, your storefronts, your little plazas, in and out. You know, go inside of a store, quick in and out, and then go on to the next store or go to your go have lunch. But to actually go inside of a mall, park up, and be inside of a mall, walk around the mall. The, those days are long gone. Yeah, it's it's long gone, and I think uh, just the retail industry is in a crisis. And what, what's been interesting is that I've been seeing like newer towns do this, but they build like these like uh, I guess I guess I would call them communities, where you would have um, it's a bunch of apartments or condos, and on the bottom floor are restaurants, shops bars and then like on the upper floors on these flats they're actual like apartment buildings and and condos and i think that's just i think that's the way to go yeah like a one-stop shop yeah everything's at your beck and call yeah so you can go downstairs get a drink or go across the street get you know go to the to the local bookshop or go to the coffee place i you know i think this is where urban development is coming along and i think this is what what our neighborhoods are going to look like in the future you know, I have a friend, a really good friend that I studied with at uh, my previous university, Robert Morris, and he lives in the Trump Towers. And he, he says, you know, I, I don't even have to leave my building. I can go straight down, have a, have a drink at the bar, so you know, mingle with other doctors and other lawyers and business people. He's like, if I want to go grab a bite, there's a restaurant there, store, convenience store, anything there. It's just, it's there at his setting. He's like, I don't even have to leave my building. You know, well, it's gonna be really nice when uh, the Chicago winter hits, and with all the when all the snow piles up, yeah. that must be really nice. Yeah. yeah, and I'm pretty sure I think we are going to be going into that. Yes, yes. And you know what, Artega, going back to your first question, I really, I really, really feel bad for these college students graduating with all this, you know, money in debt. All this, you know, all this debt. All this debt. You know, it's just say for example, forty thousand, thirty thousand a year. I mean, and you're in school for four years. I mean, you're looking at over a hundred thousand in debt, and now you 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 got a job, you know, walking a dog one hour a day, making fifteen bucks. How can you even make a payment for your loan, let alone? Yeah, I mean, once you get the payment for the loan, and you know, a lot of people their loan payments are five to six hundred dollars a month. You're left with two hundred dollars, maybe. You know, depending on depending on the job, or you know, maybe if you're making you know forty thousand. Even forty thousand, you're only left with um, about maybe about half, and then you got to spend it on groceries, rent, maybe another car payment. I mean, by the end of the day, you're only left with a couple hundred bucks in your pocket. And did you know that? Um, I think it was ninety percent of Americans um, live paycheck to paycheck. Live paycheck to paycheck, but they don't. They can't even afford uh, like an emergency. Like they don't yeah. even have any emergency fund put away. Yeah. So yeah. like, if I think it was like ninety percent of people can't pay an emergency bill four hundred dollars. Wow. You know when you think, like four hundred dollars is you know, if you're uh, 
stove goes, you know, goes bust and, and you, you can't cook or, you know, something happens with your car and you have to take it in. I mean, just little basic things, but it's really just dragging down our economy. Just all these additional costs, especially with, with the debt that people put themselves in. Yeah, and you know, we live in the most powerful country on earth. You know, superpower, super economy, a phenomenal economy mm -hmm. com coming out of the 80s and 90s and even in the early 2000s. Oh, especially with the big tech boom. Yeah, right. But to see our students that they can't even find a, a, a decent job right out of college or even people with 20 years, 15 years of experience with master's degrees. I mean, the other day I found out someone had a Ph.D., was working at Walmart as a greeter, making minimum wage. Yeah. Say so he just he's overqualified, or there's no there's no jobs that that are willing to cater to him. Well, what are your thoughts on people that say they're overqualified? I don't think anybody's overqualified for any job, and yet sometimes I hear that when I go for interviews, they're like, "Oh, I'm sorry, but you're overqualified," and it's like, oh, "Well, I'm not." I don't think anybody's over even even if uh, you're doing like like landscaping or or uh, you know janitorial custodial staff. I I don't think you can ever be overqualified. I don't know. Well, what are your thoughts on the, on when people say, "Oh, you're overqualified for this job"? See, the problem is a lot of these managers and directors that are hiring you. They do not have higher education. You're they're you know. They're lucky if they even have a bachelor's degree. Mm -hmm. they're, you know, and now they're managing, they're hiring you, and they're interviewing you. And if you come in and you got a master's degree or numerous master's degrees or a law degree, or higher education. Now, do you think that manager is going to want to hire you if you got way more education than he does? You know, I would say uh, yes, they should. But I, I can probably guess that they probably don't. Feel insecure? Yeah. Feel insecure, maybe have a have a fear of they might lose their job to Correct. you. Correct, happens all the time. It it does it does, um, yeah. But still, it's this crisis that we're having with the quality of jobs in our country. It's 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 uh, it's ridiculous to say the least. It is. There's no more quality. It's you're talking like your full benefits, your vacation, your four hundred one k. I mean, work from home. You're even giving you a uh, company car, you know, providing you with 100000 a year. I mean, those, it's a few. There's only a few of those jobs out there. Very few. It's, it's going into a extinction mode. It's like, where do you find those anymore? I mean, they're, they're, they're no longer around. Yeah, no, I haven't, uh, I haven't been seeing them. And I've been pretty much like on, you know, like looking at jobs just to see where the market is, you know. And, and I, you know what, I, you know, for our listeners, even if you have a job right now, and even if you like you love your job, still keep look at the market. You know, see where you are, because depending on what the job market is like, you can probably ask for a raise, or you can probably, or you know, if it's not doing so well, just you know, just keeping track for for other people, for other friends or family members that might be looking for jobs. Just I don't know. Just keep your eye on on the on the job market. You know. Really pay attention to to where you work to see if they're hiring anyone, or or similar jobs just to see how how that market is doing. So I would just um, really encourage people to kind of look into their job market. You know, I grew up you know coming out of college during Y two K, early uh -huh. two thousand. 
there was a high demand for engineers, high demand for technologists, high demand for techs. There's so many jobs, so many companies were out there looking for Americans to, to, to fulfill these jobs. What happened was it was an issue with supply and demand. And what they did is they opened up the gates and they started bringing in people from other countries to fulfill those gaps or those positions that were not being taken by Americans. But now we flooded the market. Now, I mean, you have one technician job or one engineering job and you probably have over a thousand people, five thousand people applying for just one job where back then you were getting called. You, you had an engineering job. You're getting called every day uh, even, for you to come and work for a company. Even before you probably graduated. Right. You probably had a couple of uh, offers on the table. And that's exactly what happened to me. I, I, would, I didn't even graduate yet and they were already calling me for an engineering position. This was back in like 1999. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely not the, not the same now. Not, not the, the same, same. Not the same economy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a pity. What do you think will be the fix? What's the resolution? If you were the president of the United States or even in charge of the government, what would be the fix to be able to bring the, these quality careers back in our country? Wow, that's a really good question. I was not exposed. Well, I was not really expecting that. <laughs> I think what the issue is is that we need to have some type of trickle down or trickle up economy. economy. So I'm not sure if tax cuts are the issue because, you know, the trickle down economics, it, you know, it's really good in theory, but it's very hard in practice. Um, it's it's one of those things where you need everyone to kind of play into the trickle-down economy. Um, I don't know if you've been hearing this, but have you been hearing about Andrew Yang? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell, us, this, like, tell us about him. Yeah, he's doing this, like, trickle-up economy. So what Andrew Yang wants to do is give everyone $1,000 a month, like a basic uh, basic income, $1,000 a month. So that would be $12,000 a year. And he's saying... How would your life change if you had $12,000 a year? Now, a lot of people would say they would go back to school. A lot of people would say that they would open up their business. Uh, a lot of people would say that they would um, maybe just use that money to buy a new car, make car payments, or maybe, um, you know, go out and, like, you know, maybe, you're, you, you know, you love your backyard but you really want to spruce it up. You want to spend that $12,000 sprucing up your house. So not only do you, for example, hire landscapers um, to come in and help you uh, kind of build your backyard, but it also helps the resale value of your home. Yeah. And yeah, you so know, there's a lot of things that kind of play into this extra, like, you know, $12,000 a year. Right. Um, and then I think, and you, you see this is good in theory, but we'll see how it is in practice, but... It could trickle up, and then you'd start spending. It's kind of like a tax cut, but it's not a tax cut. But you'd be getting $1,000 every month, and you would be able to spend it um, pretty much wherever you want. Um, so I, I think that might be the way to go, but, you know, it's it's so, it's so such a difficult issue. You know, it, it, going back to your um, to this guy who's running for president, obviously, right? Yes, Andrew yeah, Yang, and, yes. Right, right. The Democratic Party, obviously. Yes. Everyone wins. You spend, everyone wins. The business wins. 
They pay their taxes. Obviously, the business pays their taxes. You win. It's a win-win-win situation all across. If we can spend, businesses are able to spend, taxes are being paid, the government's being paid, we're able to build infrastructure with tax money, we're able to open up, you know, give big companies tax breaks, they're able to produce more jobs, more quality jobs. It is a, it, it is a win-win situation for everyone, for America. It is, yeah. And, and that's, that's one of the issues that I have with the whole trickle-down economics is that you know, these companies should, you know, get the tax break so they get more money in their pocket, but they don't, and it doesn't necessarily trickle all the way down to the bottom. It kind of stops in the middle point. So, so we need to figure out how we can actually trickle that down to the bottom. Um, so I think that that would probably be like the best way to do it. It's either this trickle down economics or trickle up economics, or maybe we're just start watering everything and we're just we're just we're just, <laughs> just start shooting just start trickle everything you yeah, know trickle is. everything that way everyone continues to spend you know the money you you receive if you go out and buy uh you know an appliance buy clothes purchase groceries pay off your bills now every business is able to stay intact and keep their doors open and not file for bankruptcy yeah yeah it's uh gosh it's it's I don't know. What, what would you do? I totally agree. You know what? I, I believe, you know what? I believe, I know for a fact that we are becoming a highly educated nation. And it's a great question. So we're, we're a developed country. Mm-hmm. There's countries that are in a stage of developing. And then there's countries in our globe, in our global world, that are undeveloped. Yes. See, all those jobs that left have gone to these developing and undeveloped countries. We're already developed. We're already ahead of the game, meaning that we're already in higher educational mode. What we need to do is we need to start thinking, how can we create the next supercomputer, the next smartphone, going on 6G, we're on 5G, on 6G. How can we create the next gadget that's going to get us to the next planet that we haven't even seen such as pluto you know or saturn develop you know believe it or not when we went to mars or we went to moon to the to the moon we're able to develop so many technologies from it now we're able to send devices to other planets like the mars and you know if we continue to highly educate our society and think of higher education and stop dumbing down to society then we can continue to create these super complex applications. Right now, how many applications do you see on your smartphone that are able to drive your economy? You can do stuff from your, your, your smartphone. I mean, things like Tesla. Tesla's big now. I mean, uh, everything that's being driven by technology, we need to get on that board because we're not going to bring those manufacturing jobs back from China, back from India. Those jobs are long gone. Those are, those are your low-skilled jobs. We are now a highly skilled, developed country. You know, I totally get what you're saying, and I think that we're heading already there. I think it's going to take a long time, but look, 1969, we, we sent a man to the moon. Right. All right? Now, in 2019, 50 years later, my smartphone right here has more computer capability than... Everything NASA had right. to send people up to the moon in 1969. Correct. So we have the power, 
we just have to find the creative solutions. The education behind yeah. it. Yeah, we just have to have that push, that 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 will to to go big and, and go you know go big or go home. Yeah, think big. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I mean uh, those low skill jobs; those are long gone. They're long gone from the United States of America. We're a highly educated country, advanced. You heard that term, advanced. We're in an advanced country, meaning you're at a higher education mode. We're, we are a smart country, just like a smartphone, a smart TV, a smart car. We are a smart, smart country. country. We need to start thinking smart. Yeah. Well, I think this was a great discussion that we had today, and I'm, I, I know we can talk more about this. Um, but we'll receive them, you know, for our listeners for our, our next podcast episode. But before we go, um, do, you, do you have anything you want to tell us or any uh, big news coming up? I have great news for the uh, listeners. All right. And for my fans, for my people. For, uh, I grew up on the east side of Chicago, was born on the south side of Chicago. But even the towns around Whiting, Hammond, Munster, Sherville, you know, I have great news for you guys in, in Chicago and my state, Illinois, Indiana, Northwest, Indiana, the heartland of America, crossroads of America, you know, America itself, USA, the globe. I go by the world prophet. I'm on Instagram, the world prophet. And I just want to let you guys know it's official as of today. My song, the world activist has been released to 44 stores. So Friday morning when you wake up, you're able to go to 44 stores and download my song, The World Activist, which is me. Chi-Town is walking. I was born in South Chicago Hospital, and I am Chi-Town, and I'll be walking the streets of this beautiful country and world to continue to save this country and this world. And I just want to thank you, guys and fans and listeners. Get out there Friday morning and download my song. And we can find it on Spotify, Amazon Music, Pandora, Pandora iTunes, iTunes. You like name just it. go ahead, get it, download it, and let us know what you think. Uh, so for uh, until next time, thanks for listening.